I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Paulie Sibilia, I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We've got a couple of guests lined up for you today. It'll be our SOS house call at 1230. Dr. Brad Raphael will join us. Lucas Favalli, voice of the Syracuse Crunch at 1 o'clock. And then we'll take your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7600. 44. You know, I know they can't answer questions about specific injuries to Syracuse players because they treat them. Yes. But we got a note during the last home game that Joe Girard did not get stitches, but he was glued back together. And I I just, I got to ask, I don't, I don't care if I get in trouble. What the hell kind of glue are they gluing <laughs> people together with? Is it super glue? Is it gorilla glue? Is it alien tape? Is it, is it that stuff that they use? To make a boat out of a screen door and it were uh, flex seal. Maybe you can ask him off air. I don't think you can ask him on air as part of the segment. No, I, I'll just say, hey, what kind of glue do you guys use when someone gets a cut? Hypothetically speaking, <laughs> if this were to come up, because yeah. that was they they literally pass a note: no stitches, just glue. Is it Elmer's? Steve, I noticed something yesterday. Yeah, I don't normally lead the show off. You do, because you're the host. You're the professional. But I noticed something. There was a a contradictory promo running to ours by one of our our fellow hosts, and I didn't like it. I did not think it was a good take. It was by one of my dearest friends, Brent Axe. And you and I were on the – our promo was – you need Judah Mintz on the court at the end of the game. And this was what one Brent Axe had to say. I just fail to see the logic of keeping Judah Mintz on the floor when he was melting down. He was committing all the sins a point guard cannot commit. He's turning the ball over. He's making bad decisions. He's not seeing his teammates. He's trying to do everything himself when he does not have the hot hand. Steve... It's Judah freaking Mintz. He is a three-time rookie of the week in the ACC. He's averaging around 15 points a game in the ACC. He is potentially your best player. You have him on the court. If Michael Jordan, I know it's a horrible, LeBron James, you, you don't take them off the court if they're 0 for 20 in a game. You want them in the game. It's just, it's, I don't get what it, why you would want them. Is it a, is it a hierarchy thing? Is it to, well, if you're going to do it to Benny, you have to, no, that's not how life works. And it's not the real world. I don't get it. 
Well, I, I don't get it either. I'm, I'm surprised that we're even talking about it. I'm surprised we're still talking about it. Um, I'm surprised Brent feels that way, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, I am very much of the, the same mind as you on this one, Paulie, that he's your starting point guard. He's out there, and we talked about this yesterday, and you trust your best players to make plays down the stretch. And just like if Joe is 0 for 7 and you need a 3, you, you, you expect him to make the next one. And Judah did not play well. He had a bad game. And, I mean, there's no way around that. But you expect him to make the next play. You trust him to make the next play. And we were talking a little bit about this before we went on the air. You have a, a limited amount of guys who can create their own shots on this team and, and are true playmakers and shot makers. What do you need down to with 20 seconds left in the game? You need a playmaker on the court. And your best playmaker had the ball – with the the game in the balance and and the play didn't work out and and I and again I know hindsight is twenty twenty and you say you look back on it and say well if only Samir was in the game no you go with your best players Judah is your best player and and in that situation you expect him to create and you expect him to make a play didn't happen didn't happen by and large he's made the plays this year somebody called in and said and brought up a game in Syracuse's. Not so recent history, but I mean, pretty close. Of you remember the Syracuse Dayton game, yeah, in sure. the tournament at Buffalo. Syracuse very good team that year, and they lost because they couldn't hit a three pointer yes. in that game. And the freshman point guard in that game at the end of the game, instead of going to the bucket or taking a mid range jumper, a 15, yeah, 15 footer, yeah, yeah, took a three pointer. And you know what? He was their second best player on that team. And he took the shot. Did you want him out of the game in that? Yeah, he took a bad shot. I want Tyler Ennis taking that shot, though. Yeah. It, do you want Johnny Flynn out of a game? That, I know he may not be as good as these guys, but it's the equivalent of pulling Johnny Flynn or Tyler Ennis at the end of a game in their freshman year because they're not having a good game. You can't do it. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't quite understand it. I really don't. Um, and again, this is it's not a knock against Saimir. and it's it, people are are blaming Beheim. Like, what are you going to do? You mean to tell me if your job is to win games, you're putting Saimir out there if you're Jim Beheim? And and again, it's not a knock at Saimir. It's just it's a. I think Saimir knows. If Samir was coaching, he'd put Judah Mintz in because yeah, <laughs> right. he wants to win. I just sat and that I saw that promo just running over and over and over again in my head. And Brent's better than that. <laughs> I I don't quite understand it. I really don't. Um, he has been great this year. He had a bad game. And it, it came back to bite him. I mean, he made some bad decisions towards the end of that game. He, he turned the ball over. Um, Govendo. All right, hold on. Someone's saying he's not Johnny Flynn or Tyler Ennis. I already said that. He's not as good as those players. But on this team, he is the equivalent of those two. Get a brain. Thank you. Go ahead. Continue. I mean, you're down two. You need a bucket. Who are, the, who are the options on this team of anybody who's on the court? There's three guys, right? There's Joe, there's Judah, and there's Jesse. I used and Joe wasn't open. And, again, did he go a little prematurely and, 
you know, could he have, could they have tried to find a way to get the ball to Jesse? I, yeah, you know, we had Griff on. Griff said he wasn't press, he wasn't melting down. He was just, he wasn't pressing. But Griff said exactly what I said, uh, like almost verbatim, word for word, what happened on that last play. He went too early. He didn't do, and he used the exact same analogy of a quarterback. He he saw his number one was an open, and he went himself instead of checking down to the second and third play, and he went too early. It's a freshman mistake. I think there's a difference, too, between dissecting that last play, and I think we can all agree that he didn't handle that last play well. There's a difference between that, though, and saying that he shouldn't have been in the game. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, I just, I don't understand that he shouldn't have been in the game. And, it, it, like, it may be the argument that, hey, anybody else is playing bad, they're out. Yeah, but they're not Judah Mintz. They're not three-time rookie of the weeks. They're not averaging 15 points. And they're not your potentially best player or second best player or third best player. You're going... If you if you're putting Simeer and you're legitimately putting potentially your sixth best player in the game, to in hoping that that's your best option. Ready to go to the phones? Yes, please. Wayne in the truck kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Wayne. Wait. Hey, I I I don't want to agree with Pat from yesterday, but but you guys, I think you're wrong because this wasn't a one play thing that we're saying. It was a slow burn. Shymir came in earlier in the game, and he handled the pressure better. Yes, Judah should have been sitting because it was something that we had seen all game long. He wasn't handling their pressure well. I love Judah Mitch. I really do. But I think it should have been Shymir. Look, 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 wait, I don't don't want to argue with you. We had the same argument about Joe Girard for a three-game stretch. Everybody get him out. Put Shymir in. You don't do that. You ride your best players. You know, Joe Girard should not have been sitting when he was struggling for Saimir. It's okay, but at that point, what other option did we have other than Joe? Nobody had stepped up. Nobody, nobody was capable at that point of proving it on the court. Saimir is the same player he was then as he is now. Judah is the same player he is as he was then. He's like I. I don't get this argument. There, there's the other. The other, the other thing I would say too, Wayne, is that. I don't think you can look at what went wrong at the very end of that game as Judah wasn't handling their pressure. Like the the turnover that he made with about two minutes to go, it was it was a lazy pass. It was he, he telegraphed the pass, and it, you know it's kind of like a cornerback who jumps a route and they stole it and they and they went down the other way. And then the last play of the game, that wasn't a pressure thing. That was just he put his head down. He didn't you know he was unable to beat his guy. It was good defense, and he got swallowed up. And I, I don't I didn't look at that as it was. You know he he couldn't handle the pressure. He made two bad decisions, and as a freshman, you're you're going to do that. And listen, he didn't play well, but I, I'm saying that that is a separate argument than he shouldn't have been in the game. Like I I don't understand that he shouldn't have been in the game argument. I really don't. Because, because uh, the, the reason for that argument, he was so far off of his game that at that point, uh, Simeon was a better option. Okay, if you're if you're if you're a baseball manager, and you've got your th- let's just say your third best hitter on the team is up to bat after going 0 for 5. Are you pinch hitting for him or are you letting him hit? If he's, if he's gone 0 for 5 and, and it's not a good matchup, then yeah, you pinch hit for him. you got to make the best decision for the team. I guess, 
the best decision for the team is to let your best player go still. I don't get it. I don't get it. People are saying I don't allow uh, opposing opinions. It's not true. I just let them call in. We let people call in and share them. And if I disagree, I'll let you know. And, and everybody's entitled to their yes, opinion. We yes. appreciate I calling in. I hope more people call in. Um, I, I, ju- I just genuinely don't understand it. It was one game. He didn't play well. To say that you're gonna you're pull you're gonna pull your starting point guard. And that, that, that's like saying you're, it, it's the it's the backup quarterback syndrome, right? It's Samuel it, probably would have done the same thing. Cause you know why? Because if, if you're really breaking it down, the forwards didn't screen well enough to get Joe free. There is some truth to that. I mean, if, again, you you watch the whole screen situation. Some of it's on Joe. He's got to run his. You know, he's got to run his guy off the screen. Some of it's on the screeners. But you're right. I mean, he he ran off two screens, and the defender was right in his hip pocket. He was not open. Um, and so Judah did what is instinctual to him, which is to attack, and it didn't work out. Guys, you also you have Judah Mintz for the rest of this year. You know, like you, I. I, I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do to it? Like, I don't know, Steve. I'm at a loss for words that we're actually having this. Co- like someone's going, Paulie's doing this on purpose for content. Well, even you know what? I am a great radio person, and I know good content. I'm not doing this on purpose. There's people out there that believe this, and we just had a caller say it. Brent Axe, been on the air for 20 years in this market, said it. It's not like I'm making this a contrarian take up in order to to give us something to talk about, there's there's people that believe it. Daniel, what's up? Uh, this is uh, this may be a crazy take, but I really think that having Judah out there at the end of that game and letting him make those mistakes is going to be better for this team in the long run because now he's got like real in-game experience. He knows what to do in that situation. And he knows what not to do. I, I don't think for a freshman you, you're you're going to be able to learn and get better by sitting on the bench at the end of the game. Um, as, as much as it would have been nice to have that win, I, I really think letting him make those mistakes is going to be the best thing for this team going forward. And I, I understand that, Daniel, and I, I agree with you, by the way, that you know you, you need to learn. You know, it's on-the-job training. But that to me, it's it's secondary. Like, he he wasn't out there. Like, Jim Bam didn't leave him out there and say, you know what, this is going to be a good learning experience for the future. Yeah. He, he put him out there and left him to out make there the play. to make the play and win the game. And and you're right, Daniel. I do think Judah's going to learn from this, and he will be better for it moving forward. But the to me, it's a no-brainer that the decision from a who should be on the court standpoint is I want Judah Mince on the court. All right, I got a I got an analogy for you from one of our chatters. Thank you for for checking in, Dan. One, one of our chatters has chatted in, Steve. Let me see if you think this is a good analogy because, I mean, it's a legit one. I just think it's, I don't know, because it is contrary to our thing, and it, it does prove the point that maybe you go with a backup. What about when Dungey played terrible versus UNC and Devito came in? You roll the dice, but I just, it's not a. But then, then after that happened, how many people wanted Devito to be the starting quarterback? Yeah, I remember that entire week. There but was arguments. It, it worked about it. that time. Sure, it works. It's it's a it's a manager's or coach's decision. It's just it's not the safe bet. How often do you see a starter pulled for a backup in a game situation? You're talking about a quarterback anywhere, any oh. any time. It doesn't happen that often. No, and again, I think you also have to think about the the long term effects of that. 
Um, but again, that to me, all of this is is the the side conversation. You want your best players on the court to decide the game, yes. and, and a really important game at that. And it didn't work out. He didn't make a good play. He didn't make you know his decision making in this game, game. He did, and it happens. And he's a freshman point guard. But the fact, and you can be upset with that and disappointed with that. But to say that he shouldn't have been on the court, I just don't understand it. And and this like, isn't the, like this isn't like you've got. And again, this is not a knock against Samir, but. Samir is certainly not the shot maker. He's not Deion that, Waiters. Right. Exactly. And thank you. That, that, that's kind of where I was going with this. Is that, you know, he is not the shot maker that that Judah is. And so if Samir's out there and Joe's not open, who do you feel better making a play? Samir there or Judah? And it didn't work out. I get that. It's so easy to second guess. It's so easy. To just say, hey, yeah, you know what would have worked if you did the opposite. You don't know if it would. It's it's not a one or the other. You don't get to say, oh, well, if Saimir is in, they would have won the game. No, you don't know that. It could have gone even worse. Thank you, Steve. Do we want to take one more call, make this the longest segment sure. in Let's do the it. history of radio? Steve in North Syracuse, what's up? I, I have a, a saying that I use in these situations. Everybody has a right to their opinion, and we'll let you have that one. Uh, I'll let Brent have his opinion on this one. I agree with you guys. Uh, there isn't a coach in the country that would take out his number one point guard at the end of a close game uh, in favor of his uh, number two point guard. The other thing to remember is that the other team has five guys out there, and, and they're trying hard to win the game, too. And if you look at that play, they did a brilliant job of covering the alternatives and forcing Judah to make a move. He, maybe something would have opened up if, if he'd waited, but uh, if Syracuse had won the game uh, and, and they'd made the defensive play with the players in the exact same spot doing the exact same thing, we'd be praising Syracuse for their excellent defense on that last possession, and I think Miami deserves some praise for the fact that they eliminated all the alternatives and forced Judah to, to make a move into the middle of the defense to try to win the game. Yeah, and that's a fair fair point, Steve. Um, I appreciate you checking in. Yeah, some of it was good defense. And you know what? They took advantage of the fact that there was a freshman point guard out there, and they got after him, and they, they sped him up, and that's what happens. You get sped up. Young players will get sped up in those situations. You look at they've played three ranked opponents this year, Pauly. Uh, Illinois, Virginia, and now Miami. And that was a common thread in those three games is that, you know, Judah got sped up a little bit. I think he's got, I want to say, 13 turnovers in those three games. But he will learn from it. You, to me, though, that still doesn't justify taking him off the court with the game on the line. He is one of your, let's let's just say three best players because nobody can argue with that. Whether or not you want to say he's the best player, it, you know, he is one of your three best offensive threats. You want him on the court when you're down two in the game on the line. And you legitimately only have three. <laughs> uh, you know what's the equivalent of Mario is filling in for me tomorrow. That's great for a little while. But you don't want Mario every day. You want me. Because I'm better than him. Am Thank I supposed you. to respond to that? Thank you. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get a break in. We'll get back to our calls here in a second. All right, 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. 
ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Artist of the day, the Thompson Twins, because it's one of the twins' birthday. Not all of them. They're not biological twins. They're just friend twins, like Steve and I are twins. Like that movie with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Where Called twins. twins. Yeah. All right. Our thanks to Rocky's Pub. I was just going to say, if I was king for just one day, I'd go to Rocky's Pub. They've got half-price wings for Bill's game on Sunday. The Smash Burger, also delicious. It's a blend of ground chuck, poor chuck, short rib, and brisket with homemade bacon jam. What did chuck do? I don't know, but the bacon jam is unbelievable. I'm going to have a a concert called Bacon Jam. I've got another producer out there making a plate because we got the wings, we got the burgers. I'm going to eat them both. And you you know it's good. The fries are Steve and Fonte approved. Oh, the fries are legit. I've mentioned it on the show before. You know if Steve I don't eat during the show, but I can't wait to dig in after the show. Do you know what happened, Steve? It was such a wholesome moment, and this show lacks those because of me. Jordan had wings. Matt, our other producer, had a smash burger. You know what they did? They shared. One gets half wings, half burger, and they have. That's a great idea. Yeah, they came up. They came up, and they and they teamed up, and they they made themselves happy. It was a great moment. I I was so proud. Thank you. It was not stupid. It was not dumb. It was a great moment in Syracuse radio history, where people hugged and shared their food. Is this what you want? Is this what you're looking for? No, there's a happy medium. (laughs) There's a happy medium between the two. I, you don't have to. You don't have to call people dumb. I do. No, you that's don't, what you I don't do, Steve. To. Like I do. You could say that I do. That's not a great take, but that's different than you're dumb. Like when Steve I'm not wants, saying they're like dumb Steve overall. Like silly. I don't know them. Silly that's is a, a nice st- word. That's just a nice way of saying you're stupid. Silly take. That like we're just different people. We are different people, and I. I'm, I'm grateful gonna, for like, that. Like, you could call in one day and I'll call you dumb, and the next day I'll think you got a great take. It's just the way it is. All right. I'm I'm 5'6". I got a Napoleon combat. <laughs> Jordan is here, as you can, as you can tell. Speaking of short people. Uh, Jordan, what do you have for us? Um, well, I know that you like to prep for your picks. Yeah. And I know Wednesday isn't the ideal day. However, with Paulie out, we've got to get by prep, you done. mean cheat. Well, we're not going to cheat because we're not giving stats, but we'll discuss some of these games because, you know, we had a lot of hoops to talk about yesterday. What was the biggest story from Super Wild Card Weekend? Was it the Chargers' blown 27-point lead? Was it Tom Brady thanking the Tampa Bay press for what seemed to be one final time? Was it the Giants upsetting the Vikings? That's it. 49ers, only team to really win in a, not even a blowout, but kind of close. You know why they did that? Because I picked the Seahawks. But no, the Giants are the biggest story in the playoffs right now, right? Is it the Dolphins competing with the um, Bills within three? Yeah, I think the Giants was a big story, although I don't think a lot of people were shocked by that result. I, I was, like, if you watch the game, and I realize it was Saturday night, and so maybe we're glossing over it because it was, like, one of the first games of the weekend, but that comeback was was incredible. You know, that, and, you know, maybe it's more of a collapse for the Chargers. It was a combination. It was a great comeback. It was a great collapse. 
Um, Trevor Lawrence still undefeated on Saturdays. I, I would say that, to me, that was probably the most memorable game of the weekend. And yes, the, I mean, the Giants are a great story, but I, I don't know how many people were shocked by that. I mean, they played them toe-to-toe in the regular season, lost on a record-setting field goal, and you knew that it felt like a toss-up game. It felt like, all right, it's these two teams are pretty even. Giants are playing better than the Vikings. You know, I, I was not shocked by that, but... Um, yeah, it's a big story. I mean, anytime a road team wins, it's a big story. Bengals Ravens was a closer game than many expected. A 14 point swing on a failed QB sneak essentially won the game for Cincy. I was not impressed by the Bengals or the Bills. I hope they both get their act together and play better football and give us a good game. I'm counting on them. Hey, well, Bills are. I saw four and a half this morning. I'm seeing up, up to, to five, five and, and a half, half now. now yeah. Like we discussed earlier with Dr. Brad Raphael. Shout out SOS, Syracuse Orthopedic Specialist for the house call. Three offensive linemen going to be missing for the Bengals. I mean, what's Joe Cool going to do with no protection? Yeah, um, that that is a big deal. And it's, you know, it's in Buffalo, which I know some Bengals fans are upset about. And, and listen, I mean, there was no perfect solution to what happened, right? And I think we all have to be human beings about this and realize that the, the important thing is that DeMar Hamlin's okay. And... They did the best they could with the situation. The league did, right? And, you know, Bills missed out on the top seed, but it, that'll be a neutral site game if they play the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I get that the Bengals would have, you know, been able to host this round had they beaten Buffalo, but who knows if that would have happened. I, I think they handled it the best way they could. It, you know, it's unfortunate for the Bengals that, that, you know, that they didn't get a chance to decide that on the field, but they'll get a chance this weekend. It you're, just happens to be in Buffalo. I'm dumb in this situation. What, why is this not at a neutral site? Also, because they ruled it a a no contest, and so they went by the win percentage. And I I get the argument for that. I understand. But of all the teams, if these two are matching up, it should be like I felt like the Kansas City game should have been, and this one should have been. I understand the argument. Where the Ravens had the Ravens won, I don't care. They can go to Buffalo. I I get the argument for that. Um, But the game didn't happen. And the only way that Bengals would have gotten it is if they they beat Buffalo head to head, and it didn't happen. Um, another dumb thing: it would be dumb for Tom Brady to play football next year. I'm going to say that. Why is that? He don't do it. Don't like it's not going to ruin his legacy. It's just not. It's this is you just walk away. People will forget this happened. Don't do. Don't give me two years of that. I want like. I know you don't like the guy. I want to remember him as the GOAT. I don't need another year of that. I don't care where it is. I don't need another year of that. It's like Peyton Manning. The like He's not going to be in a... Peyton Manning was such a freakish thing that that team was so good that they won the Super Bowl despite him. I don't, I don't need another year out of Tom Brady. Just go. Go relax. It's it's tough to walk away. Find another away. supermodel. It, it's tough to walk away, and the way in which that game went. Yeah, just it, go. It, that, it's tough. Isn't if, that a sign? I don't know. Isn't if, that the? But is that is that what you want your your last game to be? That. Yeah, you you made the playoffs. You were on a losing team, and you made the playoffs. Just go. Right. I don't know if going to the Raiders is going to make it any better. Yeah, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the anywhere. Just just retire, bro. You got enough money. You got enough ships. Ships? Yeah, as the kids say, you, you got the bag and the ships. You don't need any more. Ships? 
Uh, before we get to Scooter's call, we're focusing a lot on Tom Brady. Dak Prescott didn't exactly have a phenomenal season. Four touchdowns through the air, one on the ground, no picks against the Bucks. Are we ready to say hashtag Dak is back, or are the Bucks just terrible? The I Buc- tell you what. Well, yeah, go ahead, Paul. The Bucks are both. It's a mixture of both. I um that performance by the Cowboys makes me pause as I'm going to pick this. You know, I know we're going to do our picks in this segment, and I I thought going into the playoffs, the Niners were the best team in the NFC. I still think that I still tend to think the Niners are the best team in the in the NFC. But if we see that from Dak and the Cowboys offense, man, you've got that great Niners defense, and if and if that's the offense that you get, that that could be one heck of a game. So. I I I, thing I, is, I the, still think I'm leaning toward the Niners, but the Bucks can't run the ball. They have right. no line. The 49ers can right. run it with McCaffrey, with Mitchell. They have but, receivers who can run. But they're also playing with a quarterback who this is brand new to him. You know, so I think that has to be taken into account as well. So you're right. I, I think I, I do think the Niners are better. That's why I think they're the best team in the NFC. They have more ways to beat you, but. Man, I think that I think that's going to be a fun game. I really do, and that might be the best game of the weekend. You guys ready to go to the calls? Got Scoot. Hey, Scooter, Scooter thank you for calling in. I hope your day is going great. You're enjoying the weather, and everything's going smoothly. Paulie, I thought I thought your stress part of the year is over. You guys are Sunday one two is actually playing uh, music instead of. 24-hour Christmas. I yeah. thought that you'd yeah, be more relaxed now no, and stuff. No, no, no. Now, that, now I've got this audience mad at me. I, <laughs> I'm switching back and forth between stations. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many revi- you know, how many uh, versions can you have of uh, of uh, I gave my heart for you uh, to you last Christmas? How about switched up? You know, I gave you my kidney or my <laughs> liver for Christmas. You know, stuff like that. That's but, real uh, life. Yeah, I mean, so I just figured, I, mean, I was kind of worried about you, Paul, because I figured now you're going to be calm and collected, no more calls and stuff. But, uh, hey, you're, you're talking about the, the twins, one of the best lines maybe in a movie was when DeVito looks and goes, see Swartz, and he goes, it's like looking in the mirror. <laughs> when, uh, remember that line? Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was classic there. But uh, you're, you're talking about the wish, right, or that, that one that's advertised in basketball? The wish, yeah, so, the ear cleaner. The wish? Yeah. How about how about this? You know, for you know, like an ad ca- cash line, swish with a wish. If it's actually during basketball, huh? Yeah, would yeah. that be a great advertisement? Find line? a Syracuse player with dirty ears. Let's lock this in. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> Jordan wants that thing. It looks really. I'm a Q-tip guy, and like, yeah, that looks is heavenly Next level. too strong of a yeah. word. No, it's not on this show. You be <laughs> as positive as you like. I hope you know what I will. I will try and get you a whoosh. And I hope it brings you the joy you deserve. I'll be using it during the show. <laughs> the mic is like I, Dude, if I buy you a whoosh, you're using it on the air. There's no I question. Will. I want to see the chunks come out. All right. We can Scooter, use the water you to got? clean up the popcorn on the floor, too. <laughs> uh, you got a good time, Polly, in Atlanta. You know, it's, uh, I figured that uh, you're going to come back with a little tan, hopefully, right? And uh, I want to go to the you know, aquarium. Oh, you're going to the aquarium? Yes. You're going all the way to Atlanta to see the aquarium? Yes. Wow. Go All right, I, I mean, I know Steve would have brought uh, his his golf clubs at least. Uh, at least he would, you know, attempt, uh, you know, to go there. That's that's why I hear what happened. He went. He, uh, you know, he didn't go on the road trips, you guys, because they because they wouldn't find room for his golf clubs and stuff <laughs> in the car and stuff. And and uh, you know, Steve, I was thinking also, you know, you're talking movies, right? Yeah. But but you couldn't see Officer and the Gentleman, right? Because they kept 
you know, reference Mayo, right? I mean, Mayo, <laughs> right? So you can you can watch that movie at all, right? Yeah, it's uh, all things Mayo are off the table for me. You're right. Okay, I just want to make sure, you know, you guys are there. And, hey, Paulie, congratulations. You're coming up to that three-year period where, you know, that's the over-under in Vegas when, you know, when you're co-hosting with Steve. I, I noticed on Bridge Street nobody wants to be a permanent uh, host. That's They're right. kind of rotating the host with them and stuff. So, this you is know, true. So good luck there, Polly. So Thank you. you, know, you, you you're coming up there. You're coming up to that three-year uh, window right now. I've en- and, I've enjoyed all three years. It's been great, <laughs> and uh, I think today may have pushed the chat against me to the point where they're going to start calling for my job. I well, hope- you know, well, you know, you give up both sides, and then it's fair and balanced, and we make the decision. I think you know. In fact, I'm going to take that catchphrase. It's like Paul Riley and Pant that uh, fair and balanced, and you decide. So you yeah. give up both sides. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's okay. I the the word dumb is not acceptable. I need to be a better person in 2023. The three years is significant. Nobody's done it. Wait, nobody's worked with me for more I, than three years. The fact years. that you've lasted, like I'm apparently a terrible human being. You deserve some sort of your own solo we, When did we start this? Who cares? Yeah. I'm just curious if we've hit the three-year mark yet. It's pretty close. Yeah. I believe, I don't, I know it was January. Yeah, I, I was going to say it was, it was around this time. Do you know what, Steve? Whether it's one year oh or three gosh. years, it's felt great. It's been the greatest three years of my life. You're being sarcastic now. No, no, Speaking I'm not, of three Steve. years, and I love you, buddy. Scooter can take a joke. That was the minutia minute with Scooter. <laughs> There's no sponsor on it, but he gives us winning picks, so that's essentially a sponsor. All, All right. right. Let's take a break. That let's was a great that. segment, guys. Let's keep up the good work. We got uh, 26 minutes left of just being great. Let's and I'm going to spend 10 of them eating Rocky's wings and smash burgers. Break, right. break on three. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Break.